This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Hello, this is jumping seat rider Casey Freebird and Katherine Atherton. And you're listening to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast hosted by Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much. Hello there, I am Auburn Elvis, and this is War Horses. Those two voices you just heard were Sweetbriar's uh, Casey Freeberg and Katherine Atherton. They were both very nice and uh, were able to do the welcome intro for this week's episode. Thank you, ladies, and we'll talk about them a little bit more later on. Uh, but first, we've got some great equestrian action to talk about, so we're going to jump right on into it and talk about some meat recaps. 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 So we're going to begin at the beginning with Delaware State versus South Dakota State. Now this happened on Friday, and this was going to be pretty close. Uh, South Dakota State being the home team, Delaware State coming in there. I actually thought that the Hornets would probably uh, be able to pull out the win here, but South Dakota State being that home team, well, they ended up winning the thing 10-9. to Here's how the breakdown went. Uh, Fences was 3-2 to in favor of the Jackrabbits. Flat went 3-2 to in favor of the Hornets. Then we had horsemanship that went 3-2 to two in favor of the Jackrabbits. And then finally down in reigning, we had that one go 2-2. Two to two. It was a split. There was a tie there. That meant that the final score was 10-9. to nine. Very um, slim victory, but a victory nonetheless for South Dakota State. So they pick up another win, um, and that's a great win for them. A uh, good home win. Moving right along, we have TCU versus Fresno State. Now this was out in Fresno. And uh, going into this one, I thought TCU was going to have some trouble. But as things turned out, the Horned Frogs didn't have a whole lot of trouble. They ended up winning 15-4. to Pretty big uh, conference win for them on the road. And like we've been seeing, these road meets are very tough. And they got it done on the road. Very important there. The actual events broke down this way. TCU won fences 3-2. to uh, TCU won flat 4-1. to in horsemanship, TCU swept that five to nothing, and then in reigning, TCU took that one three to one. So they had the majority of points in all the events, and that produced our fifteen to four score. So real big win for TCU, a road win, very tough to get. They got one, and that's really what you're seeing this year. The best teams are the ones who can get it done on the road, and this was a potential trap game for them. They went they went ahead and they got that win. Good job for them. For Fresno State, you know, they did have a win over Baylor last week, but now they've really got to turn it on. They've got to get some wins so that they can uh, hopefully get up into those top eight that would make it into the national championship tournament. Right now, they're kind of on the outside of that bubble. Moving right along, we have Lynchburg at Sweetbriar. Now, in my preview, I said, hey, every year, every time this comes up, I always pick Sweetbriar. Recently, Lynchburg has been winning, so this time I'm going to be smart. I'm going to choose Lynchburg. Well, I wouldn't be telling that story if you didn't know what was coming next. Sweetbriar ended up winning this one, but it was very close. Here's how it all went. In fences, Lynchburg took that event 3-2, to two, but on the flat, Sweetbriar won that one 4-1. to one. So the uh, Vixens end up taking that one 6-4, to four, and this was their first win over uh, the Hornets in three tries. So are we seeing a, a shift back over to the, the Vixens in terms of the single discipline teams? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Right now, I think we, we would probably still consider Lynchburg to be the top team in the single discipline because, again, this was at Sweetbriar. 
And of course, once they get into the national championship, that there's not going to be a home advantage. So we'll see who wins that. But right now, it's kind of up in the air. You give a little bit of the leaning towards uh, Lynchburg, but certainly Sweetbriar proved that they can get the points and get the victory when they need to. The next meet we want to talk about actually began on Friday, and then they, they did two events, and then they did the last two events on Saturday. And that is Minnesota Crookston going up against Delaware State. This was in South Dakota State, in Brookings, and let's see how this one went. Well, if you are a Delaware State fan, this one was a pretty good day for you. Uh, in fences, that event went 2-2, two to two, so that was kind of a tie, but the flat went 4 to nothing for Delaware State, so they swept that event. Then horsemanship went four to nothing for Delaware State. They swept that event. And then reigning also went four to nothing. They swept that as well. So this was a big win. It was 14 to two. Big win by the Hornets to, uh, you know, get that neutral site victory over Minnesota Crookston and kind of uh, rebound uh, from that loss that they had had earlier in the day um, against uh, South Dakota State. So good win there. Moving right along. Now we're talking about Saturday. The big meet in the SEC was Texas A&M going on the road to South Carolina. Now, we thought this one was going to be close. I actually kind of thought South Carolina would get the win, and it came down to the, the final two rides. Fences was decided 3-2 to two in favor of the Aggies. In flat, it was 3-2 to two in favor of the Gamecocks. In horsemanship, it was 3-2 to two in favor of the Aggies. And reigning was 3-1 to one in favor of the Aggies. So that was your difference right there. Um, they kind of broke serve there and took that big road win. Again, kind of like what we saw with TCU earlier, getting those wins on the road, very important this season. And that's kind of what's separating the good teams from the great teams. So Texas A&M, at least for right now, they look like one of the great teams. Moving right along, another great team that we can talk about is SMU. They went on the road to UT Martin. I thought they might have a little bit of trouble, but not too much, and that's pretty much what happened. They did end up winning 12 to 6, and here's how those events broke out. Fences went 4 to nothing for SMU. The flat was a 2 to 2 tie. Horsemanship went 4 to 1 for SMU, and then reigning actually went 3 to 2 in favor of UT Martin. So, the Skyhawks did win that event and made it kind of close and respectable, but still a good win for SMU going on the road, getting it done at UT Martin. So once again, we've got a road team getting that win, showing that they are in that top uh, upper echelon of teams. Moving right along, Georgia went on the road to Oklahoma State. Now this is probably the biggest meet of the week in terms of just sheer uh, uh, star power. I thought that Georgia would keep it close, but ultimately I thought that Oklahoma State would be too much at home, and that's kind of what happened. The Cowgirls won this one 11-8 over the Bulldogs, and here's how the events broke out. In fences, you had that one going 3-2 for Oklahoma State. In the flat, it went 4-1 in favor of Georgia. In horsemanship, it went 4-1 in favor of Oklahoma State. And then in reigning, it was 3-1 in favor of Oklahoma State. So that kind of made the difference right there, and that got them the win. So. If you remember from last week, I was talking about with Oklahoma State, I probably had them a little higher than their record deserved to be just because of the fact that they hadn't done a lot of meets um, uh, at home yet. And I kind of figured that once they got more of these home meets, you're going to see them get these wins. This was a big example of that. They had a good Georgia team come into town and uh, took them to the wire, but the Cowgirls did get that win. And I think that does justify um, where Oklahoma State is ranked, at least in the Auburn Elvis rankings. 
They're a little underranked in the NCAA rankings, but I think that's going to change this week because this result has proved what I already knew. Moving right along, we have Minnesota Crookston going up against South Dakota State. Well, in this one, we kind of didn't hold out a lot of hope that, you know, the Golden Eagles would get the win, and they didn't. It went 13-1 to in favor of South Dakota State. Here's how those events broke out. Fences went 4 to nothing for South Dakota State. Flat went 3 to nothing for South Dakota State. Horsemanship also went 3 to nothing for South Dakota State. And then Raining went 3 to 1 for South Dakota State. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You know, Minnesota Crookson, they're a new squad that's still building and, you know, they're just not as far along as other teams are, and so you're going to see some of these meets. But Still, they went on the road, they had a good time, they, they you know, had some really good rides here, and they just need to get more of those, and those will come as they get more talent into that program. And our last meet of the weekend is TCU at UC Davis. So we saw that the Horn Frogs did not have a lot of trouble with Fresno State, but if you've listened to the podcast at all recently, you know that I think more highly of UC Davis than Fresno State right now. And I think that UC Davis is being underranked. So I kind of expected the uh, Aggies to give TCU a little bit more trouble. Now, again, this was the second um, of the back-to-back road meets that the visitor team TCU was going to be doing. And typically teams do better in that second one of the weekend than they do in the first. So I wondered, how is that going to end up working out in the scoreboard? Well, basically the Aggies are good and they took TCU down to the wire. This one ended up very close. TCU ended up winning 11-9, to so it really came down to that final ride. Here's how uh, this one broke out. In fences, that one went 4-1 to for TCU. In the flat, it went 5 to nothing for UC Davis. Horsemanship went 4-1 to for TCU, and reigning went 3-2 to for TCU. So, again, very close here. Each team had their strengths and weaknesses, but at the end of the day, it came down very close. TCU does get that road victory. Again, very important to go ahead and, and win those meets on the road. If you can do that, you really demonstrate that you're one of the best teams. And right now, I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing that SMU is one of the best teams. TCU is definitely one of the best. A&M is one of the best. And um, depending on how things work out, There's a potential for Auburn, for Georgia, and for Oklahoma State to be considered in that upper echelon as well. And that's kind of your best teams right now in the sport. So that was our Meet Recaps. 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 And now that we've done that, let's take a quick break. And once we come back, we're going to look at how the rankings kind of are falling out, give you some predictions on how I think things are going to go, and then we'll get into the Meet Previews. Okay, we're back. So let's talk about the rankings a little bit. Um, Basically, we'll go through these and I'll talk about how correct my rankings were from last week compared to the NCA rankings because my rankings actually don't change from last week because I already had these teams in the right position. So we're going to do a little bit of compare and contrast here. So number one in both set of rankings is SMU. They're undefeated. They're having a great season so far. I will say that as the schedule goes on, the Mustangs are probably going to lose one, two, three, maybe even four of their final meets here because they are having to go on the road so often against really good teams. It's going to be almost impossible for them to win out. So I do expect SMU to pick up a few more losses and start dropping a little bit in the rankings. But for right now, they're the number one team, and that's where they should be. Number two is TCU. 
<laughs> Again, no argument. They they got this right. The Horn Frogs are definitely the number two team in the nation right now. They deserve to be. They just went on the road, got two key road victories. So yes, good job. They're definitely that number two team right now. I think going forward, they might lose one meet maybe in their remaining ones, but otherwise they're going to look pretty good and and probably go into the Big 12 tournament as the number one seed. For Texas A&M, they've got a really favorable schedule from here on out. I don't expect them to lose more than maybe one more meet, if that. Uh, they've, they've got a lot of meets at home, so I think they're going to do pretty well as, as well. They're going to go into the SEC tournament, either the number one team or the number two team. At number four is Auburn. Again, we both polls agree. The Tigers, even though they've had a, a little bit of a hiccup at Texas A&M, the schedule closes out pretty favorably for them. They've got only home meets from here on out, and I expect them to do pretty well. They're going to be favored in all of those. So if they do win out, they'll, they might even jump ahead of Texas A&M. We'll see how it all shakes out. Um, but they're going to be up there pretty high as well. At the number five position, the NCA has Georgia. Now, they were incorrect at that. It should have been Oklahoma State. Yeehaw! And we saw that this weekend because Oklahoma State did beat Georgia. Now, it was in Oklahoma State. Again, if it had been at Georgia, maybe the result would have been different. But it wasn't at Georgia. It was at Oklahoma State. So I think you have to put the Cowgirls ahead of the Bulldogs. Next, in the number six position, is South Carolina in their rankings. Which, again, we've established are incorrect. It should be Georgia in the number six position. Again, we talked about that. They're just a little bit behind Oklahoma State. So that's where they belong. Then, in the number seven position, the NCA has Oklahoma State. Obviously, that's been proven to be wrong. Uh, it should be South Carolina, which is where I've had them for a while now, and they are the number seven team in the nation. Even with that loss that they had to Texas A&M at home, they're still not going to move down any lower because the next team, number eight, is Baylor. Now, here we agree again. The Bears have won a couple of meets, but not a lot of impressive ones, and this is kind of where they are. Now, the number nine team, again, eight was the cutoff for the national championship tournament, but number nine and number 10 kind of show you which teams are sort of right there knocking on the door with the, the potential to get into the national championship tournament. And here's where we have a difference of opinions again. Of course, my opinion is right. Theirs is wrong. For number nine, they say it's Fresno State. That's incorrect. It should be UC Davis. Hello, you. And we saw that this weekend. Fresno State got absolutely blasted by TCU, whereas UC Davis almost pulled off the upset. So, again, I think we can see the Aggies are the stronger team, and hopefully the NCAA is going to start ranking them. Uh, they're just doing a disservice to everybody by not doing that. Then at number 10 in the rankings, we have UT Martin. When instead of UT Martin, it should be Fresno State. Fresno State should have that number 10 spot, not the number 9 spot. What's probably going to happen is this weekend, they're probably going to move Oklahoma State above Georgia and slide them down like they should. 
And then what they're going to do is they're going to leave Fresno State at number nine, and they're going to probably let UC Davis peek in at number 10. That's not exactly what they should do, but it's very close. They'll only be wrong in, in two positions if they do that. So that's my projection of what you're going to see the NCAA doing. And uh, we'll, you know, complain about more stuff next week uh, and just talk about how wrong they are if they do something different. Now that we've done that, let's look ahead at the upcoming meets and do some meet previews. Okay, this week we don't have a lot of meets to preview. We really only have three meets, but they're all going to be good ones. Texas A&M is going to go on the road to TCU. So this is probably the Aggies' best chance at losing um, for the rest of their season. TCU, and this is probably TCU, well, TCU does have to go on the road to Oklahoma State, and that's probably going to be tough for them as well. So anyway, whoever comes out of this meet with a win is going to probably be the number two team in the nation. I think it's going to be the Horn Frogs. I think they're going to remain at number two, and I think you're going to see T- Texas A&M. Um, they'll probably stay at number three. I don't think Auburn is going to jump them just yet. Um, but yeah, uh, Texas A&M, TCU, very important meet. I think the Horn Frogs are going to get it by a point or two. Then we have Georgia going to Auburn. Very important SEC contest. This is the toughest conference meet remaining for Auburn, but they always seem to get motivated whenever Georgia comes to town, so I think the Tigers are going to get the win. If they don't get the win, then you need to be worried, Auburn fans, but they should get the win over Georgia because, again, Auburn is highly motivated to beat Georgia, and it's at home, so I think that's going to give Auburn the advantage. I think they should get the win there, probably by about four points or so. Next up is Oklahoma State going to Baylor. This is probably Baylor's last chance to really have a comfortable position in the top eight of teams nationally. If they can pull off the upset, and again, this is at home, so there is a good chance they can get that upset, that would be great for the Bears, and it would really um, ease their minds in terms of where the voters are going to end up putting them in the final votes. Um, I don't think they're going to get the win, but they could surprise us. I think Oklahoma State is going to win by a couple of points. But again, Baylor might pull off the upset. If they do, I think the Bears are are practically a shoe-in to make it into the national championship tournament. However, if the Bears do lose, then they'll probably still make it into the national championship, but it's not really as certain. So big meet for Baylor. This is a bigger meet for Baylor than for Oklahoma State, frankly. And they, they really need to win this one. And we'll, we'll see how that goes. So those are all of our meets coming up. Um, but again, in order to know exactly what's going to happen, you're going to have to follow along on social media. I'll be covering these. I'll tell you with the uh, matchups that day who we expect to win. I'm actually going to be at uh, the Auburn-Georgia meet. So we'll see how that goes. So that's it for our episode of War Horses. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. I thank you very much for listening. And War Horses. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.